When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, sir, let's get started. Your thoughts on uh, Seattle becoming the 32nd franchise in the National Hockey League to debut in uh, 2021-22 at the ever-so-reasonable price of $650 million, Louis. <laughs> well, I guess you'd have uh, a contradiction of thoughts, but first of all, I think it's a great thing for the National Hockey League. They needed that market. It really closes the coast down for them as far as television goes. And they're going to get a great rivalry out of Vancouver and Seattle to start with because they've always had it in the Western League and the Junior Leagues. And I think, uh, you know, the NHL pulled another coup again. They beat the NBA to Vegas, and then now they beat them to Seattle. And I, I, I really believe that, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a great thing for the National Hockey League. Now, having said that, $650 million, <laughs> I, I I just don't know how they service that debt. If you had to go borrow six fifty, how you can ever make money with all the uh, carrying costs for that, plus all your other expenses? But I guess when you're a billionaire, it really doesn't matter. You, you know, you, right? You want a toy, you get a toy, and and you enjoy it. And I think that's what happened there. That's some toy, Louis. Yeah, you're right. And I, I and as they said, the Arizona will move mm-hmm. over to the Central uh, Division, but that's three years away, and then if Arizona doesn't do better, mm-hmm. it would not surprise me if Arizona moved to Houston. And so you've got both conferences then with 16 teams each, and the balance is off well, and I, it really closes the, the gap that they needed in the United States for television. Do you think that expansion is done for a while now after this one, Louis? Well, yeah, expansion is done, but that doesn't uh, preclude them from moving it, France. Correct, Just absolutely. Florida did not do well, and... Uh, and the owners finally said we had enough for moving out of here. And, and they could go to Quebec, for instance. They'd still be in the East, and they'd still draw better, and they'd still have the same conferences. But uh, uh, I don't see in the foreseeable future any more expansion teams coming in. If we see teams move, you, you uh, talked about Arizona going to Houston. Where else do, do you think uh, teams would go, and which teams do you think would probably be the most probable to, to move beyond the Coyotes? Well, I think Florida is the other one. Right. And uh, Carolina would be the third. I think those are the, the three most vulnerable. Uh, there's also a good market or a potentially good market in Kansas City. And uh, I, I'd have to say that they're never out of it. If you were thinking of further expansion and just say all the franchises right now became very successful so you didn't have to move anybody, you could look at a Houston and uh, Kansas City in the West, Quebec, and then you got to find somebody else in the East, you know. And 
Hamilton would be the place, but they're never going to have a team between Hamilton and Buffalo, and they're only about uh, 45 miles apart. Right. As crazy as this might sound to say, because they're both Canadian teams, are the Sens and Flames in trouble because they've had uh, problems trying to get new buildings, do you think? Well, the Flames certainly aren't. They draw really well, and, and they will get that problem ironed out. The Senators are, and it might be an ownership problem more than it is a city problem, but they do... They probably, uh, to be real successful, should move that team from way out of town near downtown. And I think that's the problem. And, and the owner's not loved there, and so he's having a difficult time getting approved to get a new building uh, you know, closer to downtown. Yeah, that's kind. I, th- I think it sounds like Melnick is reviled there. Yeah. <laughs> Norm Green-like, Louis. Yeah, I know. I, I, You know, he's made some, you know, bad statements that really hurt his public relations there and and some you know bad threats along the way and, and uh, people don't forget that just for historical perspective here when um the national hockey league expanded in 67 68 from six teams up to i believe 12 correct yeah what was what was the expansion fee for, for the, those teams that included the uh, north stars at that time two million dollars <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it's ages ago, but you just think about it. It's hilarious now because what? Vegas was 500, correct? Yeah. And now and now we're not going to 6. We're jumping right to 650 from 500. Yeah. And the ones before that, uh, I think when uh, when the Wild came in, I think it was 80. Wow. Yeah. I, just in 2000. Yeah. Yeah. What's your opinion, too, of the talent pool in, in this league? Because we've talked about this. There's some incredible talent here. But <laughs> – but at what point does it possibly get spread too thin, or does it? Well, you know, it's not going to get spread too thin. The, the, the good thing that's happening, Judd, right now is the game of hockey is growing all over the world. And if you look at the percentages of uh, players coming from different parts of the world outside of Canada, the United States is almost double. I mean, we're up to 30-some percent. And college players, you know, were a third of the players in the league last year, and then and you look at Europe and uh, the continuing uh, explosion of good players coming out of there, and, and countries like Switzerland that are just scratching the surface, Belarus, uh, places that they, they've got some good players. They're going to develop more players. So, And you look at the United States, and you're getting more uh, hockey players from the southern parts of the country. Yep. You, so we're getting more athletes. And, and right now, if you look at what transpired in the league thus far this year, 46.2% of the players in the league were 25 and under. Mm-hmm. And they're, as we've discussed before, too, they're also incredibly fast now. Yeah. Oh, my. The speed of this game is so much there. fun. Right. It, 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 the league is so so fast right now. Things, the pace of the game, it's, that's what makes it so exciting. they got to make certain that they don't take contact out of it because there's nothing that excites one like speed and contact. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, so I went to the Wild Leafs game on Saturday and came away with this observation. One, the Leafs are incredibly fun to watch. That's a great, that's a fun team. Second of all, Austin Matthews strikes me as the type of player who you have to see in person to, to appreciate. Because I've, I've seen him on TV, and he's a great player. So I'm not saying he's not. But watching him in person, Lou, it's a different game because he is. There are things that he does behind the puck, and his style of play is incredibly fun to watch live. Well, not only that, you can't appreciate what he does unless you're really tuned in on him. If you look last night at his winning goal in overtime with two seconds to go, 
it looked like just a, you know, uh, he dragged the puck and, and shot it. Well, he, he's got a unique ability, and he works on it all summer long, where he's got this little move where he pulls the puck in, so a defender was coming to him, so he sort of pulled it by him, mm-hmm. and all in the same motion, he let the shot go. Mm-hmm. And, and 99% of people don't do that. He, he, he shoots the puck from a certain motion that he works on all summer long that basically nobody else is doing that well. And that's why he, he beats the goaltenders on, you know, you might think, oh, well, there's a shot right in his glove side. Well, the goalie hasn't had time to react because he didn't expect the shot. I saw it. You're, you're exactly right. Because you, you see that on TV and, and you think that's got to be stopped, right? And then, yeah. and then to your point, you're like, no, it doesn't. He's that good. Yeah, and, and, and it's come that quick. And the only time you you see it, they replay it, especially if they go in slow motion, you yep. see the little move in the puck going. Now, when that's happening at full speed coming down on you, by the time the goalie reacts to what's happening, the puck's by him. And the skill of these guys now is off the charts. Oh, that's amazing. They, uh, I mean, I don't know if you watch the highlights a lot, but I do. And, and, and just to watch things like Connor McDavid's goals or setups that he does continually. Michael's second goal last night. I mean, they've got they've got great players all around the league that do do this kind of stuff, and it's it, it's not surprising mm-hmm. because they they practice some of this stuff and some of these weird goals that they get, and they and they're not afraid to try those moves in a game, and they certainly aren't afraid to try them in a shootout. You're a top five young players right now. Would it start with Connor and go go Austin after that? Definitely. Definitely, I, I don't think there's any question. And then who's three? You got Eichel. Then you probably have Eichel right next to him. Yep. I think mean, what's beautiful is you got three tremendous players on three different teams that make for uh, so much excitement for these you know people who can watch these guys. And right now, I got to tell you, who's going to come up fast is that Pedersen in Vancouver. Oof. My God, is he a talent? Yeah, you know, it, it's almost too bad he plays out on that coast because we, we don't get to see him a lot. Yeah. But, but watching him play again last night, he does he does things. But again, I'll come back to that's the type of guy to me that's incredibly fun to watch live. On TV, he's great, and I appreciate him, but live, it's a jaw-dropper. Yeah, and he's only 160 pounds. He's about 6'1", 6'2", and 160 pounds. Wait till he gets stronger. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at some of the superstars in the league, and one of them that I love is Crosby. Crosby doesn't play like a, a, just a, a super talent as far as offensive. He plays physical. Oh, yeah. He gives checks, takes checks. And look at Ovechkin. He'd sooner run over you than uh, run and go around you. And and those are the best players in the league. Did, did you you see the Ovechkin hit last night against the Golden Knights? Yes, I did. How about that hit? <laughs> That's a superstar player with that hit. I know. I mean, and he got this 20 to goal, by the way, which... <laughs> Is, is saying something, you know. We're going to have, I think we're going to have more fifty goal scorers this year, at this pace. It certainly looks like we will, yep. and we've had in probably ten years. Why is scoring up? I mean, is, is this rules or is this just talent? Uh, do you think, or a combination of both? I think it's a combination of both. You know, the the rules where you're not allowed to do some of the things you could uh, obstruct them before they call everything. To me, it's a little too ticky tacky. How do you stop it? Yep. Two hundred forty pound guy like Vetchkin, six foot two, coming down a wing, and if, and if you can't, you know, do a few things that we used to do in the past. I mean, <laughs> it just 
they're getting an advantage there, and, and they're so talented to go with it. And and uh, they have shrunk the goalie equipment a little bit, mm-hmm. which makes a difference. I, I think you put those three things together, and you're you're finding more scoring. As a fan, do you think that the product on the ice has ever been better? I think right now that this is probably the most fun that I've had watching games consistently. I think right now with the speed and the scoring and the young stars, that uh, this game is just uh, tremendous to watch. It, it's really fun because it doesn't matter what team you go and watch right now. they got somebody on that team that's truly a, a terrific player and with great skills and great talent and makes it enjoyable. And and because of these composite sticks and that, yep. uh, you know, in the old days, you, you might have uh, 10, 12 guys that can shoot a puck really well. Mm-hmm. Now 20, because the stick makes it so easy to shoot the puck. Because of the price, everybody, Louis. Everybody could shoot the puck. You see the prices on these sticks now? Oh, I, I'm sickening. I, I used to remember how, like, Makita used it, uh, a different stick every period. And, and every time he went into practice, and and you know we get it, we get a dozen sticks, and 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 we could tell the difference in an ounce or so, and so you out of a dozen you might keep, I might keep five or six. Yeah. Some of these other guys would keep two and three, and but they were like thirty six dollars a dozen. Yeah, no, these yeah. Sticks are three hundred dollars a stick. I know. And 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 to watch the way they they break a lot easier than our sticks, and and. and you know these guys give them away, and and uh, and if you're playing, and you're a guy like Makita, and you want to use a new stick every period, you use a new stick every period. A lot of them go through two, three sticks a game. Wow. Speaking of that, I saw someone tweeted, and I, I don't think I I've asked you about this yet. Someone tweeted a memo from the North Stars from way back when. I think it might have been during your playing days, that was from the front office regarding giving sticks away, and basically said if you do it. You pay for it. Do you recall that? Oh yeah. I mean, because it got it got ridiculous. Guys were, you know, they'd come off the ice after warm up and just hand their stick over the glass. So did was that when when you were GM or playing? When I was playing. Okay. Okay. So guys would just give their sticks away. Yeah, because the the it was a pretty short memo, but it basically said if you give your stick away or do something with your stick or take your stick, you're paying for your stick. I thought that was funny. Yeah, and, and more than that, after practice, a lot of times you'd see guys going out of the back, the back uh, door with sticks. But the funniest was I was, uh, for some reason, I had a meeting in Las Vegas. George Gunn was in watching the game. He was going to San Francisco. He says, "I'll drop you off after the game." So we're going, to, we're going on the plane, and he comes on with about eight sticks, and and I'm, you know, pulling this chain. I said, "George," I said, uh, "Those eight sticks." Uh, did you tell your brother Gordon you were going to take him because uh, you know he owns half the team too? He said, "Oh no, Louis." He said, "I'm sorry, I'll, I'll give you a check for him." I said, "I'm kidding you." <laughs> I said, "You, you, you own, own the team. team. You do what you want." Yeah, I was going to say you own the damn team. Keep yeah. the sticks. Do whatever you want with the sticks. Yeah. <laughs> so the Wild beats the Canucks on Tuesday night. In your opinion, because the Toronto game they played well, they lost, but they played well. Are, are they? back now as far as is getting back on track after that win? I think they're getting back. You're going to find out when they play in Calgary. Calgary just got nine in Columbus last night, and they're playing exceedingly well. Yep. And they're playing in Calgary. And I think it's going to be a very telling game to see how far back they are. Because uh, one thing Wild usually does is, is check well. 
and and when they're playing really really good they don't give a lot of opportunities well it's going to be interesting to see that high flying high scoring calgary team if they can uh, slow them down or, or beat them in there that'll tell you a lot what's changed there in calgary, in calgary? yeah oh they got some really talented players up front you know they got the goudros and monahans and lindholm now and and uh they've got a very solid defense but I do think the key with this year, their goaltending is playing better. Okay, yeah, because that was huge last year. But they didn't year. do it last night. They gave up six. Yeah. But the overall... But they scored they nine, you said, better. so... <laughs> so they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> what do you... So, uh, with the Wild, what do you make of Dumnik now? His uh, his play, I mean, he, he gave up the, what, the first goal last night. I think they were down two to one at one point, came right. back and won. But do, do you think he's playing his way back on track himself? Yeah, and if you look at the second and third period, especially when he got tested, the first, first period they weren't getting uh, Vancouver had no shots, and even part of the second. Then all of a sudden Vancouver went on a, you know, on a shooting spree, and they got a lot of, uh, lot of shots, and, and some were difficult ones, and, and Dubnik really seemed more in control than he's been be, before that in the last uh, few weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he definitely seemed more confident in the net, and... Uh, I, you know, uh, the, the, when you look at the Toronto game, three of the goals were really weird goals. On yes. Them. You know, they, those three uh, three deflections, are, you can't really count against them. So it looked worse than it was because they gave up five, was it, on 16 or 18 shots, but three were deflections. So uh, that that's different. It, it seemed like he's, he's a, a long ways back right now. I've got a, a thought to run past you. And it, it's this. My colleagues here always give me guff when, when I get upset about the a wild loss, like to uh, the Coyotes, because they say, well, who cares? It's November. You know, they play 80, 82 games, blah, 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 blah. And I say, okay, that's fine. But in this league and in, in the Western Conference, with points being at the type of premium that they are, my point to my colleagues is, but there's also going to be games like the Toronto game where you play really well and you should win, but you don't win. Therefore, if you have a game like the Coyotes game where you're up by, what, three goals in that one into the third period, that's a huge loss because there's in this league you're going to lose games in which you play well enough to win, and at the end of the season you're going to look back at the points and say, how did we not get those points against a team like Arizona at home when we led in that game? Do you agree with that? I agree with that strongly. I don't think you can really shortchange any loss early in the year. When you lose, you lose two points you're never going to see again. Mm-hmm. And and you know by the end of the year how tight it's going to be. And so all you got to do is project those two points at the end of the year, and you'd have some breathing room, which you're not going to get without them. Zach Parisi, 13 goals. That's Amazing. great. What a great comeback year he's having. Yep. It's not only the goals. It, uh, you love the goals because you love the way he's scoring him. He's scoring so many in front and deflections and and, and and really the result of hard work. They're not coming off rushes, and he, which is telling you Zach is back the way Zach plays at the top of his game. And that's mucking and grinding with great hands in front of the net. And he, uh, 13 goals already is really something. He, he, this is probably the best he's played in three years. I agree. Totally. In fact, we talked about this last year. I really doubted 
a, a year ago as, as he uh, battled through the back problems, Lou. I really doubted that he would ever be able to play this style again because you're right. He's getting beat up in front of the net. He's going to the front. He's doing all the, those things. And a year ago when, when we d- discussed this with a back problem, I said at that age and with a back issue, it's going to be very, very tough. So I think for him to come back and play the style of play that, that made him so successful is really impressive. It is impressive, and it's unexpected. Because as you said, a lot of times you don't think you could come back and play the same style after what he's gone through. And he had to persevere through some really serious injuries. And he's done it, and he's done it at a level that, uh, you know, i, I got to tell you, it's surprising to many of us. And it's really a thrill to see how, how he's competing. It's just fun. And he certainly, when he competes that way, he certainly... <laughs> shows a lot of leadership on that team and, and, and shows the guys there are no shortcuts in this game. Who else's play as of late has pleased you, and who do you think still has plenty of room to uh, pick up their pace with the Wild? Well, I think uh, uh, Greenway, uh, Nita Ryder, and Coyle are all playing better. Uh, Coyle's been pretty solid all year, but he hasn't got the goals to show for it. But his game has been pretty good. Nita Ryder's really coming on, and I think you're going to see him score more. And, and Greenway's really been a delight because... Uh, he just grows every game, and, and uh, he, he seems to have more confidence in his ability to do things. Yep. And besides that, he's got a willingness to do some of the things I don't think he was doing before. And, and I'm talking about the physicality and the strength along the boards and, and, and using his body. And, and as he grows, uh, I mean, this kid is six six, and he's young. Yep. He's got a great future ahead of him. I love his style of play, too. Me, too. That that's an. In fact, I think that he could have have the ability, and, and I don't mean to jinx this, and it might take a couple of years. But I think that you're looking at potentially an all star power forward type because guys who play like that, and he's a skilled player too. But guys who play like that to me are very hard to find. And when you look at the things that he does, you know, I thought that Coyle might be that guy, and goal scoring wise, I just don't think he's going to be. But Greenway could be, I think. Yeah, I think uh, Greenway could be a better goal scorer, and and I think that uh, he he's got hands that and and uh, in front of the net that that even in tight quarters is able to control pucks and get them by the goaltender. I think he's got things that we love to see in a in a big player like that. It, it's unusual to see really big players, and he's really big. Six six is really big, and have as soft the hands as he's got. Dumble Louie. The good and, and the bad, though, but against the Canucks, we saw that, that shot again that Parisi tipped in. It, it's, I know that it drives people crazy sometimes with the defensive mistakes, and we've discussed this before, but the upside of what he can bring offensively is just so damn hard to find. Oh, and everybody talks about him. I, you know, I, I travel a lot, and uh, when I was in New York last week, everybody was talking about uh, you know, their broadcast and their people about uh, guys in the league that uh, watch out for, and, and uh, Dumba's really opening a lot of eyes around the league right now. And you know you're going to have uh, some despair and fits of angst. Yes. He's, he's doing some of his things defensively, but that's a learning process that he'll get better at. But you can't give a player what he's got, the kind of skills he has to shoot that puck and, and the speed and, and the, some you know some of his offensive capabilities. That That's uh, God-given qualities that the Wilder lucky they have with that. Can you imagine, though, the, the ups and downs for you? If you had been his 
GM because you would have been, there would have been times, especially since you played the position, there would have been times where you would have just been absolutely celebrating his skills, and there would have probably been times you would have been pounding that Met Center table saying, what are you doing, kid? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. It'll be a roller coaster while the learning process is going on. But uh, you have to you have to look at the underlying qualities that he has and the potential upside that's there. And so you got to suffer through some of the things to get the really, really uh, uh, terrific talent that he explain, uh, exhibits offensively out and developed. So what player did you uh, suffer through watching the most, but you knew that in the end the result would be worth it? What player did you watch? And, and the player might have been skilled, but screwed up in some way, way shape, or form. And you saw the screw-ups, but you said to yourself, this guy in the end is definitely going to be a star player. Well, I don't know that I, you know, suffered a lot. I think that... Uh, Angst-ridden, uh, how about that? Pardon me? Angst, I, I said. Caused yeah, you angst I, for a while. You know, our, our stars were... Were guys that were growing, like you know, the the best players. Well, the best players we ever had were Madonna, which I used to struggle with the fact that he wouldn't shoot enough. Yep. And and that used to drive me crazy. But the talent was unbelievable. Bobby Smith, uh, you know, uh, Craig Hartsburg, who was uh, out of this world as a defenseman. Cicerelli, Broughton. Uh, you, you know, you'd see stuff that. The one that I struggled with that didn't make it, and it was the drive me nuts, was McCarthy because McCarthy was probably in the top uh, three, four, five talented guys ever played for the North Stars with the best backhand in the league, great sight, great hands, great size, and uh, he, he did make. Uh, they played in one or two All Star games, but where he could have gone was the one that uh, where he could have gone was the one that bothered me the most because he never reached it, and he had so much talent. He was actually drafted yep. in the midget draft uh, before Gretzky. He went one, Gretzky went two. Really? Yes. Off-ice problems for, for him, correct, for Tommy? Right, yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of Broughton, how good would Neil be, and, and he was a great player, so, so this is not, nothing against what he did uh, during his pro career. But how good would Neil have been in today's game with today's rules and the size now that's very, very accepted for today's players? Well, can you imagine? I mean, the, the one thing about Neil Broughton is his size never hampered him because he had such great uh, uh, ability to peripheral vision, stay in the skates, and his balance. Yeah even with all the hooking and holding and the way they checked. Now, you take all those things out of the game like they've done and allowed puck handlers more room, and the vision he has on the ice, as it was, I mean, he had a phenomenal career, but I know one thing, he'd be able to, he'd be able to uh, make even more magic with his hands than he had because he'd have so much more room, and he's so fast and had such a great skater. Uh, he was a talent. He probably would have benefited more out of this game than maybe anybody but uh, Bobby Smith, because Bobby Smith, if you can't check him with that reach and length and that, you can imagine at 6'5", what he would have been doing in the middle. Yeah, who, Who's the comp for Smith now in, into today's game, do you think? Well, the guy who's playing like him right now uh, is uh, something like him is uh, Kevin Hayes in New York. He's been their best player all year long, just dominating games. But he's never been and never will be as prolific a scorer as Bobby Smith. Mm-hmm. He does set up people like Bobby Smith. I, I've watched him make plays this year, and just like he's got eyes behind his head. 
but he's six five the same way, and and he handles the puck a lot like Bobby. But he he just can't score goals like Bobby Smith could. And that that reach on Smith was incredible. It was unbelievable. I know yeah. it was. It was fun to watch. Last thing, uh, go for hockey. How close is that program or that team to being on track? And and what's the next step towards becoming uh, consistent? I think is the key word here. Well, it's, it's a learning process for him. If you looked at the Ohio State game this weekend, and I was at both of them, Ohio State had ten seniors and they're like twenty four years old. Yep. And 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 because you know there was a lot of transition going on at the university, some of the kids leaving, and Bob had to bring in young guys that he doesn't normally want to do. It's going to be a growing process to get to where Bob wants to have his team. He wants to have older, more mature, physical players and stronger. But it takes time to, to set that up because he had some holes that he had to bring guys in early right now because, the, you know, the number of guys that left the team. But but you see what they're doing and you see really like some flashes of, of brilliance that you like. Their goaltender is the best guy, and and I think the best goalie in college at Robson is really something. Yeah, and I I just think that as the, the you know the year goes along, they're learning, they 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 take a step forward, then they regress back as far as checking and, and positioning and and uh, and even scoring, and they got to do more scoring five on five, but uh, it's going to come, but it doesn't happen overnight. But uh, I I like the the kind of game they're playing. They were a little too loose. Ohio State in their own zone, they weren't very good this weekend. And you got to give Ohio State credit for that because they're so good at handling the puck. And such. They were in the Frozen Four last year, and they're going to be there again this year. Interesting. But that is the remarkable thing is is the amount of teams that the golfers play where, where you're right. You've got seniors that are nearing 25, and they're big kids too. Yeah. They're big, big kids. So I think that, uh, that you know that's the way Bob's teams were, and that's the way this team will be but it's going to take some time to get there. All right, Lloyd, 